I'm pulling out a match driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. And Matt's with us. All right. Okay, so Matt, I have a topic today. Matt doesn't know the topic. Oh, by the way, we're trying new technology today. Uh, one of Someone on my blog suggested trying to get a splitter for my phone. Testing, so tonight, testing. Matt and I both have headsets today, so hopefully the audio will be better. We'll, we'll see. Okay, so my topic today is one of the perks of working for Magic is we do a lot of traveling. Woo! And I know that Matt, even, even before uh, Matt was working at Wizards as an artist, Matt did a lot of traveling. So we're going to talk about all our tra- traveling stories today. Sweet. Um, and, and, and share notes of where all we went. So, so Actually, that's, a, that's a good first. It's, okay. I don't know if you remember this, Yeah. but you and I met for the first time during Aust- one of our Australia, travels. right? Yes. Yes. We met in, uh, so there was a world championships in Australia, the one that Carlos Hamao from, um, from uh, Brazil won. And that's where I met you and Kylie, Kylie's and wife. So. Who would have thought that <laughs> two dudes would meet, like, I don't know, 9,000 <laughs> miles from the place where they both grew up, which happened to be within two miles of each other. Yeah, so Matt and I went to the same high school. Not at the same time, I'm a little older than that, but at Actually, the same time. Actually, we were in the same building <laughs> we? for one year. Oh, yeah, you were, the, you were in eighth grade. For, for, when I was a senior, the eighth grade got moved into the high school. We called them the knee highs, and uh, Matt right. was a knee high. So. So they, they, they kept them very separated, though. So. Even though, even at that time, it's possible that I was taller. Yeah, you probably were taller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you were taller. I was the smallest one in my grade. But forever. how ridiculous is that? That we were. At, I, I imagine at some moment, yeah, I was two feet from you, yeah, and yet it was nine thousand miles away that we meet. That that is a bizarre. Okay, so here's the thing I want to start with: is let's share where we've gone. Okay, so we're, 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 we'll go by content. Well, your list is going to be ridiculous compared to mine. Oh, possibly. You've been to a decent number I've of places. been to a decent number of places. Oh, okay, so let's start. So, we're both in Australia. Yes. That was okay. awesome, by the way. That was. Oh, I loved it. In fact, I, I went to Australia twice because I went to the Worlds in Australia and then there was a Magic Invitational in Australia. Sydney so, is a beautiful city. It was very beautiful. I, I loved Sydney. It's one of my favorite places I visited was Sydney. Agreed. Okay, so where have you been in uh, Asia? Nowhere. Nowhere? You've never been? Never been Not in Japan? You've never been in Japan? Been, no. And, uh, when You're not the first person that has been surprised at that. Um, we, we, this is a very how, big magic market in Japan. How excited the, the fan base there is. Yeah. They love people. art. They, yes. I mean, not that everyone doesn't love art, but they are particularly fans of art in, in Japan. And um, I've, I've met a, a good host of... Um, of Asian fans at other events like Australia it's mm-hmm. relatively close for them um, and their fandom expresses itself in a different way they're, they're, they're very respectful and they bring gifts oh okay. yeah <laughs> it's, it's really wonderful um, yeah it's a whole a whole different vibe that I'm I'm sorry that I had never you know, oh it's funny because I've glommed onto that I have been to Japan it's either seven or eight times because I used to go to the Pro Tour every year, and there was a period where every year there's a Pro Tour in Japan. Right. And so I've been to Japan a whole month. I've been to uh, Tokyo and Yokohama and Kobe and uh, Osaka. I've been all over Japan. Um, and then in, also in Asia, I went to Kuala Lumpur for an Invitational. Oh, that's really cool. I went to Korea for Korean Nationals one year. Um, I feel like I'm missing something else. Uh, I've never been to China. That's one of the ones I always, like... I always hope one day maybe I can go to China. That'd, yeah. that'd be cool. But I've never been to China. Um, I remember being at um, Origins in Columbus, Ohio, a million years ago, and one of my um, Swiss round 
bearings in the national championship qualifier was a dude from Korea who could hardly speak English, but was in Columbus actually for a bowling tournament. <laughs> yeah, Korea was... The thing I remember about Korea is we went for Korean nationals. When I first got the job, the first couple years I was at Wizards, my, my single days, they just let me go wherever I wanted. I went all over the place. And one summer, I traveled every week of the summer but three weeks. I was only in the office for three weeks. Ouch. And so I got to go to Korean nationals and... It was really eye-opening. Like one of the things that's neat is um, in Asia, one of the most popular ways to hold tournaments is in shopping malls. Wow, that's and fun. so like uh, the Invitational was held in Kuala Lumpur was in a shopping mall. Uh, in, like in the public space. Yeah, yeah, just in a shopping mall. Like, wow. like, like just public area. That's one of the places they they hold events. And in fact, the Invitational in Hong Kong. Oh, yeah, I've been to Hong Kong. The Invitational in Hong Kong and the Invitational in Kuala Lumpur were both held in shopping malls. That's crazy. Okay, so how about let's go to Europe? Where have you been to in Europe? I've been to France. I've been to, to Nice for a pro tour. Right, pro tour Nice, I too. <laughs> yes. I've been to Amsterdam. I feel like I've been there more than once. No, I've been to Nice more than once. I've, uh, Amsterdam also for a pro tour. And is that it for Europe? That might be it for Europe. Oh, I've tra- I've, I didn't realize I've traveled a lot more than you. Yeah. Now that now we're starting. Yes. Um, I have actually. I, I missed Pro Tour Amsterdam because my daughter Rachel was born. So I, I didn't actually go to. I've been to Amsterdam outside of work, but I've never been to Amsterdam for work. Um, I have been to Nice twice. I was just in Nice for the World Championship, yeah. and I was in Pro Tour Nice. Um, I've been. Let's see. Uh, I've been in Rome, in Venice, in uh, Berlin, in. Uh, um, couple places in Germany. I've been in Paris. I've been in Nice. Um, I've been in London. I've been in Brussels. Uh, I once got invited to Finland. I was the um, guest of honor at Ropacon, which is the largest gaming convention in Finland. Wow. Um, so that was ki- kind of for work. It, was a, it w- wasn't a magic thing. It was work-related, I work, Work-related. The thing um, that I found to be really interesting... Regardless of where on the planet the event happens, mm-hmm. like the confines of the event itself are, yeah. are somewhat consistent in terms of the, the vibe and the, the, the look of the event. But I, was, I, I am still consistently surprised at how similar Magic fans are regardless of where they're from. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is, it is neat to sort of... Like, I've been to countries in tournaments in which I could probably not have spoken to a single person at the tournament, but I've sat down and played Magic with them. Yeah. That, that, that is always fascinating, how you can play Magic with somebody that you don't... I mean, you don't share a verbal language, but you share a language of Magic. Right. And, and I, I definitely played with people that I could not speak to, but we were able to play a Magic game just fine. Um, the other neat thing, I think, is the Pro Tours tried really hard to pick spots and do things like one of our German pro tours the one that Matt Place won um, was held in a castle um, I mean it was a table set up in a castle but still yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. was kind of cool it was in a castle no, it, it, while you're playing cards I mean, number one you're focused on what you're doing anyway um, but the scene is rather magic the same yeah but it's after hours where you get to enjoy what is particular about the place that you go and, and from in my experience as a, an artist and I imagine your experience is the same because 
fans everywhere know who you are. Um, they really want to roll out the red carpet for what their home country or home city has to offer. And that was one of my favorite things. So I have a great story about that. So I'm in Finland on the, on the you know, guest of honor at the, at the convention. And so I say to them, okay, guys, I'm in Finland. Let's go out for Finnish food. Now, I'm, I'm a picky eater, so I mean... You will find nothing to eat right. there. So anyway, oh so I, I'm, I'm, so, you know, I'm in Finland, I'm going to be brave, so I say to them, let's go for Finnish food. And my host goes, yeah, we're not going to do that. No. And I go, no, 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 go, I'm in Finland, I'm in Finland, let's get Finnish food. They go, we're not... We're not you don't want pickled blubber. We're like, we're not going to take you to Finnish food. I go, I mean, we'll take you someplace and you can eat it, we're not going to eat it. Like, like, <laughs> you know, they, they wouldn't take me out. It's funny, like, the one time, I'm like, okay, let's, let's do it, let's... Uh... Oh, here's another funny story. So we were in... Um, in the Invitational in Kuala Lumpur, and I'm with a guy named Dave Price, who was a was a very famous pro player back yeah. in the day. He won a pro tour in Los Angeles. It's the dude who plays red, right? Uh, yes, yeah, he likes playing red, and, and he's a vegetarian. So we were there was a McDonald's in the mall we were at, and they had something called McEgg, which we had never seen before. McEgg. McEgg. And so he's trying to figure out whether to get McEgg, and I'm like, look, Dave, here's why you should get McEgg. Because we've never had McEgg, and one of two things is going to happen. Either you have a story about how you had a McEgg, and it was one of the most wonderful things you ever had, or you have a story about you got McEgg, and it was the most disgusting thing you ever had. Both of those are good stories. Get the McEgg. But it, doesn't McEgg count as McMeat for his... Ah, uh, he ate eggs. I mean, whatever. The Although, that he it's ate. quite presumptuous to think there's actually meat <laughs> in anything. <laughs> You never know with McFood. Right. The other, the other neat thing about going to other countries is just there's a lot of quirky traditions. That, like, I remember I was in Japan. Uh, it, was, it was in December, so it was near the holidays. So at Kentucky Fried Chicken, which they have in Japan, they dress up Colonel Sanders like Santa. That's just something they do in Japan. Colonel Santa's, of course. Yeah, so it's like... And it just... I asked about it, and the response was, oh, yeah, that's what we do. It's, 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 it's always neat. Like... It's neat to go to restaurants that you know in other countries, and they always have their version of things. Yeah. Like, I remember we went to, um, where P- was it? Did you go to P.F. Chang's in China? I did not go to P.F. Chang's. Burgers? I went to a subway in Japan where they had toppings I had never heard of. Like, you could get all sorts of crazy toppings. that Like, sandwiches and things, I didn't even know what they were. And, they, they, you know, my host was trying to describe to me. That, that, by the way, is a key. When you're in a country, have somebody who speaks the native language with you. Um, oh, so for example, we, 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 we did Europe, we did Asia. Have you ever been to South America? Yes. Where did you go to South America? I've been there once. Um, I was in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. Oh, I went, I was in, the Invitational was in uh, Rio de Janeiro. That's my one trip to. While I was there, some awesome Magic fans um, decided to take me and uh, the buddy that I was with. Actually, I, I went down there with um, Magic creative writer Adam Lee. Oh, okay. We had a had a hoot. But they took us out for traditional Argentinian like carnivorous feast. Okay. And I, I'm going to admit that I was I was the, the the weak American who just didn't want any part of the disgusting sausages and other tube meats and things that they were <laughs> presenting us with. Oh god. So, in Brazil... I couldn't do it. I, I don't know what they call it, but in Brazil, they took us out to this place where there's this dial, we call the meat dial, and you either can turn it to green or to red. And if you turn it to green, just meat comes flowing out. They keep bringing different meats out. And if you turn it to, to red, then they bring out, like, vegetables and non-meat things. 
Uh, Those called, colors seem backwards. We called him. No, no, green, gold. Bring me meat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Red, stop, stop the meat. Red um, for meat and green for vegetables seems to make sense too. I guess, I guess. I mean, green was gold. Like, bring me vegetables. Bring me. Uh, so I remember that we went and we had a great time. Although it's funny because when we were in the Invitational, um, Dave Price and Chris Bakula are both vegetarian, and so uh, Brazil is very meat centric. It's a very meat centric country. And I remember we were trying to get them some meals that weren't meat-oriented. And same with Barcelona. The two of them also went to Barcelona. That's Did they also... offer chicken to the vegetarian? Uh, no, no. But I've been to meat restaurants <laughs> where they're so myopic with their, their beef and, and goat and whatnot yeah. that when someone says they're vegetarian, then they said chicken. Yeah, the, they, they would, don't have anything green. They, I think the thing they did in Brazil was... Instead of giving them all meat, they gave them a tray with just a little bit of meat. <laughs> it was like, you know, it's this is an all meat tray, but you're a vegetarian, so just you just have some meat on your tray. Brazil was awesome. Other than it being Brazil was one of the hottest places I've ever ever been. Um, Laura, in fact, I I proposed to my wife in Brazil. I proposed to Laura in Brazil. Um, I stayed after. What happened? We flew down, and then Laura and I and Richard Garfield. Uh, and his wife and daughter at the time, and um, Peter Atkinson, who, uh, one of the people that started Wizards, we all stayed late in Scaphalias. We all stayed late, and then we went and saw you know the Cristo and just did all sorts of sightseeing. And we went on this one excursion. It was me and Laura, Richard, Lily, and Scaff, and Terry's Richard's little, little son, went on um, this boat excursion that we bought, and. All I know is we were in the middle of I don't know where we were. It was the hottest I've ever been in my life. Wow. And I said, okay, i got to get in the water. And I got in, and the water was, like, warmer than the air. <laughs> like, it didn't do anything to cool me off. A hot tub. Uh, that's the same place where late at night, like, it would be boiling, and you'd open the window up, and hot air would blow yes. in from outside. Yuck. Uh, I, and then in Brazil... Um, we were playing, there was a Grand Prix, and we were, the Invitational was at the Grand Prix, and the Grand Prix was upstairs on the third floor of this old building, and it was hot, but they put us, the Invitational, there was one glass refrigerated room in the whole building, and so we held the Invitational inside this one refrigerated room, and there's glass walls, and the people were pressed up against the glass walls to watch. I think and they were pressed right, up to get the cold, right. the cool air. In retrospect, I think they were trying to cool themselves down. <laughs> it was like a big ice cube. Um, but they were the players were like rock stars in, in Brazil. It was great because they they'd never seen the pro players before, and so we had all the you know the pros and and then Charlie um, Charlie Catino, who was running the Grand Prix upstairs. He's someone who works with me, at Wizards, but he was the head judge. He would come down every once in a while to the, the refrigerator room to collapse, and he would just be like, it looked like he jumped in a pool. He was just like covered, covered in sweat. Um, well, you know, one interesting aspect of uh, of traveling for um, for magic events is that more than once have I been on a flight, and a proportion large enough to notice of the people on the flight. I assumed they must be going to this thing too, right? Because um, how many like scruffy eighteen-year-olds can possibly pack onto the same flight? And at some point, you can hear all of the flick, 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 flick of yeah. card shuffling happening. Yep. Um, and then you you'd see people like shuffling seats around, you know, to go and play. It was really right. pretty cool. The, the plane becomes you, a magic venue of its have own. Have you ever played a magic tournament on a plane? 
tournament? No, but I've yes. played cards on a plane. Well, I mean, I played where we, we had eight people, right? And we would switch seats, and we like we were playing an actual bracketed. Uh, oh, nice! So. No, I, I, it hasn't been that uh, that robust. So, oh, okay. So the one last place where I I believe I visited, I'm guessing you've not, is uh, the last continent. I mean, no one's been to Antarctica, but have you ever been to Africa? No, no. So I went to. Uh, there's Invitational in Cape Town. So I had a chance to go to Cape. It took me. 30 hours of travel Was that the only uh, Africa event that you know of? Uh, they've had Grand Prix there but not that I've attended uh, I've Are taken, they usually in South Africa? Or? Yeah, usually, I think usually they're in South Africa um, I went to the Invitational and so one of the things that's neat about going to the Invitational is right, they're, they're rolling out the red carpet for you the locals are trying to show you off so my, one of my favorite things in Cape Town was they took us to this beach and as far as the eye could see, I mean, just as far as the eye could see, were penguins. Like, more penguins packed per square mile than I've ever seen in my life. Just, I, and we, somebody took pictures of me with the penguins, but it wasn't my camera, so I never got the pictures. So somewhere out there, if someone ever finds, if you have a picture of me with, like, a mile worth of penguins, somehow give me those pictures. It was just so awesome. Because penguins, you think, have to live in cold climates, but it was, it was like 50 degrees. It wasn't that cold. And they were fine. And it was just... I, if you told me Cape Town was the home of lots and lots of penguins, I would not have known that. Um, oh, and in Cape Town, I got the chance to pet a cheetah. Cool. They took us on a tour, um, and the tour involved going to a bunch of different um, wineries, and then we had a boat tour where we were supposed to look for sharks, although we didn't see any sharks. Uh, and we got we went to a, a reserve where I got to pet a cheetah. So I, I, that picture I have, me petting the cheetah. In fact... My, the picture that was my face on my article for the longest time was a close-up of my face, but if you pulled back on the picture, it was me petting a cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, and then, okay, the other thing is North America. I, mean, I assume, you, like all me, you've traveled place. all over yeah. the place. What is the weirdest place within North America you think you've gone to? Weirdest? Or most upbeat, I don't know, most interesting. Most interesting story from, give me a most interesting American story. Somewhere in North America. I don't know. I feel like the uh, the experiences surrounding the American events were pretty standard. Although I will say that one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite days experiences in my entire life was uh-huh. spent directly after a I believe it was a Grand Prix or it might have been a pre-release in Utah. Yeah. And um, fellow magic artist Steve Prescott and I went uh, for a, a hike and a camp out up yeah. in the mountains um, in Utah, where we hiked up three and a half miles into the mountain, up to where a mountain lake was. And we were the only people, with the exception of one man and his son, who stayed there overnight, and everybody else, like, had to hike back down. Yeah. And it was so cool to be there connected to the, uh, sort of the wilds of nature. We, we almost got trampled by a moose. That was, that was exciting. Oh, that sounds cool. Uh, mean, but it was, it was, it was awesome. Moose. It was awesome being. and it wouldn't have happened without, um, without magic being the catalyst. Yeah. So here's, here's a, a scary story. Um, there was an event, there was a pro tour in New York, September 7th through the 9th. 2001. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I remember I, this. I flew out on a plane on September 10th. And I have numerous uh, co-workers who, like, didn't fly out that were there on September 11th that actually were in New York. There were people from Wizards who called me that day 
to ask if they could stay at my house because Cleveland is on the like three right, to four the, day yeah. driving route from New York back to Seattle. Yeah, it's, it's funny because when it happened, a lot of, everyone knew I was in New York, and a lot of people didn't realize I was back from New York. Um, that everyone had called Laura, assuming I was in New York. But uh, scary. What's the most? Uh, I, I just talked about the uh, podcast I did on two thousand eight about how we went to um, uh, the worlds in Memphis that we went to Graceland. Oh yeah, were you there? Were Memphis, you, were you I there was there. Graceland was amazing. That, that was I somehow. The other thing that's neat is. The number of famous places I've been surrounded by magic players. Like, my memory of the Sistine Chapel is I look up and I see the Sistine Chapel. And I look down, magic players as far as the eye can see. Uh, Meanwhile, yeah. dry rub ribs in Memphis was good. were really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, it's... One of the things that's really, really neat is the amount of things I've been able to see, like, on, on Magic's Dime has been kind of amazing actually the if I think about it the, the tour of food <laughs> <laughs> has been remarkable one of my favorite uh, meals of my life was in uh, was in Australia mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into the whole shlemiel of it but I'll just note that it was there and it was awesome yeah I I had a bite of kangaroo in Australia that's one of the weird king what kangaroo I had a bite oh, of kangaroo a bite of kangaroo which tasted a lot like chicken, for those that are curious. Um, it was a little like, gamey chicken, but... Uh, and I think I had some crocodile. Some reason in Australia, I had I weird... Had I, I don't normally eat weird food. I'm a pretty picky eater. But uh, somehow when I go abroad, I will sample things a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you got to try it. So, like, uh, I remember when we were, in, we were in Spain. Oh, so here's a funny story, which is we're in Spain and Barcelona for all, all these Invitational stories. We were in Barcelona for Invitational, and so we decided that it's time to go have dinner. But it turns out in Spain, like, everything shuts down from, like, 4 to 9 or something. Siesta. And so, like, you can't have dinner till really late. And so we didn't realize this. And so we were, like, it took us a while to understand that, like, we couldn't eat at 7 o'clock. So finally, like, at 9 o'clock, someplace opens up. And we have this tapas, like, a tapas place. Uh, tapas. I have to say that carefully. Um, and uh, I tried escargot. <laughs> so. Oh, there was, a, uh, when we were in Nice, there was an outdoor... Um, like ice cream mm-hmm. booth or whatever, and they had. There is a tradition in the United States for many flavors of ice cream. Yeah, and they have nothing to do with what the French must see in a, a proper spread of ice cream flavors, because theirs were things like uh, cabbage and broccoli and tomato and this and that and the other thing and. One of the one of the artists that was with us um, decided to, to to give it a whirl, you know. When in Rome, yeah, and he got tomato flavored ice cream. Yep. I tried it and it was the sickest thing. It was disgusting. It was like they took a jar of ragu mm-hmm. and just froze it. <laughs> there, was, there was not sweet. It was not ice cream. It was just cold tomatoes. It was sick the worst so uh, here's my food story so we were in Hong Kong for the it was the very first invitational ever it was in Hong Kong so we decided to go out we asked the maitre d' where we should go for food and they tell us some restaurant that's nearby I think we were looking for inexpensive which was our first mistake um, 
So anyway, we'd go in, and they had pictures of pretty food all over, and you would point and say, I want this. And then they would, with like an ice cream scoop, scoop some colored glop, put it on a tray and go, yeah, that's this. <laughs> and, and, and then, so I ordered something. I don't even know what it was. That looked, and the picture looked good. And it was a, this orange glop. Uh, and I ate it. And, it was, I mean, it was tastier than it looked, but I, I got sick. I got food poisoning. So my, uh, <laughs> so I remember well, anything when, that you describe <laughs> as glop, you should not eat. Ah, uh, it was a mistake. The, the other thing in Hong Kong, by the way, they took us out one night. The like wizards took us out, and we did. Uh, there's a thing in Hong Kong where you do, I don't know, like a 28 course meal or something. Like, just they keep bringing different foods. And some of the foods is they bring the live things oh, and yeah. then fry it in front yes. of you. Yes. And I'm like, oh my, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, I know that's that's the normal the norm, but uh, I'm not used to. I don't want it moving on my plate. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to eat something that I I saw living moments ago. That doesn't. Not a big. Uh, but what about the kind that you have to actually kill? Like I, I had prawns. I can't yeah. remember where I was. It was on one of our travels. Yeah. But they were like 12 inches long on an 8 inch plate like dangling off and moving and I was like, I am not eating this. I prefer my food does not move. I mean, here's what I learned. One thing I did learn. I'm a picky eater is I've learned that every culture has meat and starch. That's what I learned. That no matter where I go there's always stuff that I can eat. Um, although it helps to have a translator like when we go to Japan, Ron Foster oh, is. Yeah, you uh, totally need um, a, a, he, he's a someone guide. from He's someone from our office, but he speaks fluent Japanese. And like, it is so important to have someone who speaks the language. Because, especially for me, who I can't, like, I'm picky. Like, uh, Ron will read it to me because, oh, yeah, you want this. This is the thing you want. Or, or Ron will explain to them what I want because uh, getting special orders is really, really hard when you don't speak the language. So, I'm trying to, any other. Uh, I realize here we're, uh, we're a little short because we. Uh, your house is closer than my house. Yeah. Um, so, actually, any wrap-up stories? Any final... Final thoughts? Final thoughts about uh, travels abroad? Oh, you know, we didn't talk about... We didn't talk about the people as much. Like, one of the things that I, 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 I'm fascinated by is when we travel and you get to meet people from all around the world that... We talked about how when they're playing magic that they're the same. But it's really interesting when you interact with them how much, like, they love magic and they want to talk about magic and they're really... You know, they, they love interacting with you. Like, um, one of the things I'll do a lot is we'll go somewhere and then we'll have drafts or something where people can draft with me. And they get really, really excited. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, it's fun. It's just fun interacting with the fans all around the world. It's like you've heard um, stories about people who have uh, a communication barrier, like the kid who he and his dad couldn't relate, except when they talk about baseball or yeah. something like that. And for the sort of people that show up at events that we go to, Magic is absolutely that thing. Like, you might have nothing else in common, but yeah. the universal language of, of sort of, I don't know, fantasy geekdom, it's powerful. And the thing I love is how, like, one of the neat things about this job is you will do something, and then when you get to see people actually enjoy it, like, it's one thing to sort of hear about people enjoying it, but it's another when you get to look, at, you get to look in their face and see them enjoy it. I did think of something just now that was funny. Yeah. When we were in Australia for Worlds, mm-hmm. um, I was speaking earlier about how uh, in some of the Asian cultures they like to bring gifts. Right, yeah. Um, and this guy brought me what I think were, and what the people around me think were, a small set of brass earwax spoons. <laughs> 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 they were these tiny little, they looked like the little shovels. Yeah. I think 
we're supposed to use to clean out your ears. ears. Uh, so I've never gotten gifts like that. Uh, I, I, I don't I get, know what uh, to make of that. Was he telling me something? Yeah, well, one of the things in um, a lot of the Asian cultures <clears throat> is when you're being hosted by someone, they give you a gift, which is from their area. It's like one of the things when I was in, was it Korea? I got this little um, jewelry box that I got. And so I ended up giving it to my, my at the time, girlfriend, later my wife. Um, and to this day, like, this is their jewelry box. It's the thing I, this, this like, gift I got from them. Um, and it's kind of funny that I, I sort of look back that a lot of mementos in my house, like, I have a lot of art in my house that I bought from different places. Yeah. Um, in fact, like, different bathrooms in my house are different, like, this is African art, and this is uh, Asian art, and so. Um, so what's your favorite place you ever visited? What was your most favorite place? Um, I'm, it, it's got to be Sydney. Maybe that's because it was such a wonderful combination of like, recognizable Western culture, like yeah. a, a, an American would, would sort of feel comfortable in, but also with a complete international flair. Um, yeah. And it had an, a wonderful blend of um, city and nature, like yeah. all integrated. Okay, since you said Sydney, which might have been my answer, uh, I'm going to say Venice. Ooh. Venice was, I don't, something about that, I really, really liked Venice. There's something about it that was just, had a mystical quality to it almost. Yeah. Um, Hong Kong, by the way, I, I managed to go to Hong Kong before, like back when Hong Kong was uh, independent. Um, and Hong Kong is this weird mix of like ancient, ancient, ancient civilization mixed with like brand new. Yeah. So it's like, you'll see a building that must be thousands of years old with like bright neon lights on it. And just the contrast is just, yeah, it's, it's it is... It is a weird... I find it fascinating. It's it, very... That's actually one of the things that I really appreciate about Paris, and that is that it's not ubiquitous this way, but yeah. for the most part, they have a part of the city that is absolutely contemporary and modern right. and, and like business and finance yeah. driven. And then there is the beautiful old stuff from right. you know ages ago, and they keep that somewhat separate, which I appreciate. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we're... Uh... We're doing good on time, so we, we, we're getting the, the full allotment of uh, of a podcast. So, anyway, we are now in the parking space, so we all know what that means. That means it's the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. So see you guys next time. <laughs>